Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Welcome back into Wake Up Mid-Missouri on this uh, Monday morning when we're seeing some sun and we're going to see a little warm-up. That's great. Little uh, little rain later on in the week. Well, um, it's going to be raining candidates this election cycle uh, tonight down in Cole County. Uh, next week on the 27th, uh, 29th is uh, Boone County Lincoln Days. And uh, joining us now in studio, Taylor Burks, former Boone County clerk, uh, former candidate for uh, congressional office. And uh, you have an announcement to make, Taylor. Yeah. Welcome into the program. Hey, great to be here. And thanks for doing it on this program. Thank yeah, you. happy to do that. I told you I would when uh, we were first talking about what candidates were thinking about. Uh, I said uh, I'm from Midmo. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm the only candidate who's looking at this race for Midmo. So happy to announce that I'm throwing my hat in the ring for Missouri's third congressional district. Wow, Woo-hoo. that's exciting. That's yep. exciting. I don't know about that. No, <laughs> it is. A, it's a big hill to climb. And, right. And that's the reality of what happened in Missouri after redistricting two years ago. Central Missouri got sliced up by uh, some jokers in Jefferson City. Uh, And so uh, as we're looking at the crop of candidates and who can represent us in Congress, I think we need a strong central Missouri voice, and that's why I'm jumping in. Okay, so what is it that um, finally pushed you to make that decision? I mean, because I know you were pondering it. You were with us a couple weeks ago. You said you were going to consult with. I think you were meeting with or calling uh, Mark Alford that day, and and you talked with Blaine Lutkemeyer. What is it that finally, you know, tipped the the scale? It's Well, it it has been nice since my last campaign being out of politics, being in the private sector, running a company, the Ross Inc. here in Columbia, uh, our development at Midway Golf and Games. There's a lot of things to do with my family. And so the last seven weeks since Blaine's announcement, I've talked to a number of other people, have encouraged candidates from mid-Missouri to jump into this race to be a strong conservative voice for us in Washington, D.C. And friend after friend declined to run. And so we just got to the point where I said, hey, we cannot allow uh, people outside of the district from the St. Louis area to come in and take a mid-mo congressional seat without a strong candidate to say, hey, these are our rural mid-Missouri voices that we have on these issues. Uh, and so it, it, it was a huge motivator for me that we have a voice here that's running for the seat. Yeah. Now talk to us a little bit about the district itself. Where yeah. is the population center? And when we're talking, I mean, for folks who are unfamiliar, especially since they're newer districts, talk to us about what's actually in that district. Right. So uh, obviously Columbia, Cole County, Fulton, Boonville, about half of the primary voter population is here in mid-Missouri, about 45%. The rest of that is over in the St. Louis area. So St. Charles, uh, Winsville, everything west here. And then it, it there's a small piece that curls under the city of St. Louis, picks up Jefferson County, uh, doesn't quite go to Arnold where uh, one of the candidates lives. Uh, I want to, so bottom line, you are running. Yes, sir. Your name is in the ring. I want to follow up quickly with Stephanie, and I have a question. I I would add to very important for our listeners, Columbia, literally, you talked about redistricting. Yeah. Folks, they drew the boundary right down Broadway. So if you're at Teller's, you're in the you're in uh, Blaine's district. You walk over to Bingham's, you're in Mark Alford's district. That's right. Literally, that is the congressional district. Never seen anything like it in my life. Fifty two years. Uh, I, you probably not either. Seen well, it. Boone County had never been split never. before this most recent redistricting cycle. And if you look at the dysfunction that's going on in the state capitol, the same stuff that happened during redistricting is happening on the floor of the Senate this session. And uh, it's why uh, we're at a disadvantage in representation and and blaine and mark are both friends and and have been good about coming to columbia but inherently the voice of of mid-missouri has been diluted because Mm -hmm. of the maps that came out two years ago so do you think 
Bob Onders in the race. We've had him on. State Senator from Lake, former State Senator from Lake St. Louis, very well known. Radio, done some radio as well. State Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman, very well known. She's from Arnold. Um, A, can you beat them? And B, are you saying both of them don't live in the district? Neither. So I'm the first candidate to actually live in the district okay. to announce that I'm running. I'm the only candidate from mid-Missouri who's running. And I frankly don't find it compelling that we have state senators and lawyers who are looking to uh, take a you know, carpet bag into Missouri's third district and try to take this congressional seat from mid-Missouri. Okay. Taylor Burks joins us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri announcing his candidacy for congressional district three. And it's a it's a major announcement. I think it changes the landscape of that race. John? Taylor, uh, talk to us about the whole issue in the Red Sea with the Eisenhower battle group uh, launching their SM missiles against the Houthis and all. You're a logistics officer in the Naval yeah. Reserve now. Talk to us about the sustainment challenges for the battle group. Well, this is why the United States Navy is still the world's greatest Navy, and we have to be aware of the threats that we face across the globe. Um, we could talk about a number of foreign policy issues, but um, as we've seen China, as we've seen Russia, as we've seen Iran get more aggressive with their proxies like the Houthis, they're, they're testing new weapon systems that we've never seen before. And frankly, our sailors, our Marines that are in the Middle East uh, on, on our ships, on our platforms, are uh, performing exactly how we train. The United States is showing exactly uh, why we are uh, we're friends with so many people across the globe because of our ability to defend our own interests and stand with our friends. But sustainment challenges that we face are uh, you know our ability to protect sea lanes for global commerce benefits the United States directly. It benefits our our friends and allies. And I'm realistically it also benefits countries like the chinese and so uh, this is an area that we have to continue to be focused and, and pay attention to how we're performing and who we're supporting in the middle east because of those challenges taylor recently there was a severing of what was planned a connection between border security for these united states and aid for the various ukraine taiwan israel uh, and even some humanitarian aid that senate package fell through yeah. and instead a standalone aid package. Were you in the House of Representatives and you had friends in the Senate, mm -hmm. um, what would you be lobbying for these days? Where would you stand on whether these should be connected or should they be disconnected? No, so this is also part of the problem that we have in Washington, D.C., and frankly in Jefferson City, too. Uh, there are a number of issues that we need to advocate for, and they get thrown into these omnibus or even these minibus bills that you have to vote for terrible things to get something that you you need and that we need to to have you know uh you're put in the position of well are you going to vote against the military you're going to vote against a secure border and so i'm a firm <coughs> proponent and i've 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 told leadership as we've had conversations with nrcc we need to get to single issue bills moving through the legislature so we can get this country back to uh <laughs> policy making and and doing the things that americans expect Okay, so circling back to CD3, we know it's probably going to take a lot of money. Uh -huh. What we've heard is Senator Onder, former Senator Onder, can basically self-fund. He's got a lot of money. Uh, we've heard Senator Coleman has raised $200,000. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's it going to take to win the race, and how are you going to get there? Yeah, so we'll be competitive. I led the field in Missouri's 4th District in fundraising. I raised almost a million dollars in that race, and our challenge was I won Midmo counties when I ran in the 4th District race. Most of that population was moved to the 3rd District two months before my election. But I say, look at my track record. I've raised almost a million dollars when I was a candidate without any institutional support on this message of, you know, 
being a farm kid from the Ozarks, uh, serving in the Navy and now serving in the private sector. People respond to that. It may not be, you know, the Jeff City lobbying crowd that, uh, uh, is funding uh, some of the other candidates in the race, but we've put together the resources to be competitive last cycle, and we'll do the same thing this cycle. As you know, it's no secret among GOP circles, even those who aren't in the GOP, that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of dissension within the GOP. Right? There's the Freedom Caucus. Bob Onder was on the street. I think it was in St. Charles when they announced the reformation of that uh, before the session began. Uh, no one knows really where Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman stands right now. If she's really solidly, I think she's probably not solidly with the Freedom Caucus. Wouldn't you agree, Stephanie? I think that's right. Yep. Where do you position yourself in this uh, Hatfields and McCoys, which many of us look askance at and say, why is this happening in why the GOP? That's exactly what, right. What are you, what's your analysis and what is your solution? I think a lot of that is personality. These are people who've grown up, they've been career politicians in Jefferson City, and they get sucked into these little cliques that are not really that much different on policy. You know, if, if you're an outsider looking in like I am, you're like, what is even the difference in what we're trying to accomplish? Initiative petition reform, the things that they've talked about, being a pro-life legislature and getting pro-life legislation to the governor's desk, those are things that all conservatives care about. And I look at it and I think, gosh, that just looks a lot like inside baseball and personalities of people who don't like each other because they've been stuck in the same room for too long. Uh, it's, it's like kids on a car ride where you have, I've thrown Three little boys, when they're together too long, they're just at each other's throats. And I think that having outsiders, having people who uh, don't have to bring that baggage into the next level of policymaking is the solution to that. People can look at my record here in Boone County as a conservative. People can look at my policies from 22 and what I talked about in any number of issues and think, gosh, this guy's as conservative as they come. But being able to work with others who don't don't agree with me, you have to do it in Columbia and the ability to accomplish things across, not even the aisle, just across caucuses within our own conference is going to be huge for us to, to fix the dysfunction in Washington, D.C. Well, I know a lot of people in mid-Missouri are familiar with you, but for maybe some people who would want like a quick face-to-face conversation, I know we've got Cole County Lincoln Days yeah. uh, tonight and Boone County Lincoln Days coming up. Where can people find you and, and have that conversation yeah. one-on-one? TaylorBurksForCongress.com is our website. Uh, on social media, Burks for Congress or Taylor W. Burks on Twitter. We have a lot of stuff from both last cycle and this, this cycle that we're putting out. We'll be at Cole County Lincoln Days, Boone County Lincoln Days. Uh, we run full-throated, full speed ahead. Uh, that's how I do things uh, in past campaigns where doing it in the third sounds exciting thanks for being here really appreciate you announcing and and all the best as you move forward it's you're so right i mean what a dysfunctional uh, cd uh, you know redistricting that 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 was really splitting this county right down the middle and it's just just really dysfunctional uh you've been encouraged by uh, mark alford and blaine lukemeyer you know uh congressman alford has been uh grown to be a dear friend he's had me in dc to testify on veterans issues the serve act we talked about which helps veteran uh entrepreneurship uh, i'm on his military affairs committee with the two military bases in his district to advise him on those issues so mark has been a huge supporter he'll have an announcement uh coming out later this week uh my conversation with blaine i, I asked for his advice i know he's talking to every candidate mm-hmm. uh blaine's been a huge encourager for having a central missouri candidate mm-hmm. who can keep this seat uh representing us in washington dc yeah and you will be doing what you can to undo the woke movement in the military should you be elected right can we I, assume yeah. that let's talk about that can i get another segment where we <laughs> We can talk. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, if you want to hang around till 835, that's fine. If you want to talk around it, we can give you some more time. That's Absolutely. Fine. All right, we'll do that. Taylor Burks will come back and talk a little bit more about the issues when we come back after the morning bell coming up right up straight ahead. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Thanks for making Wake Up Mid-Missouri your number one choice in the morning. I hear the bell. That means it's time for... The morning bell with our own bell, Stephanie Bell. If my computer cooperates. All right. So yesterday, the or not yesterday, I guess Friday, the S&P closed down half a percent. NASDAQ closed down 0.82%. Dow down 0.37%. Um, leading the gainers was communication services and real, um, and I think real estate, or, or no, I'm sorry, material led the gainers. Real estate was amongst the biggest losers. Another winner for today, but we need to get to the futures here quickly. The futures, although we closed down on Friday, futures are all in the green this morning. So good news, but just barely in the green. So we will keep an eye on the market for you today. Um, also amongst the winners, apparently breakfast food. And yeah. I am not, so Fox Business has a story out this morning about how it is expected to just be booming until 2027. It's supposed to grow 125 billion i know um and i am not a big breakfast girly i don't i you know i kind of i shame shame i have dabbled in the intermittent fasting and i do think it's just better if you just i'm like just give me my cups of coffee and i'm good helene saw that over the weekend she says you guys got to talk about this it's booming it's huge and i think for like small business owners and stuff it's it amazes me um i don't want to tell on anyone in my life but um (laughs) i have a lot of like grandparents and parents who literally will go out to breakfast every single day of the week Mm -hmm. um and the my my kids love it i mean they love going to breakfast with grandma and grandpa um but i know other folks are are in the same way and i think you know a lot of people will eat a late breakfast and maybe skip lunch so is that a new trend um and then they're saying also beyond you know your regular breakfast establishments the grab and go breakfast products are really hot right now and are also so the convenience breakfast stuff out of the freezer case you mean i mean the guy who invented pop tarts died last week they did and i was so pop i mean pop tarts are like a a, i don't know they're they're especially the frosted ones they're my kryptonite (laughs) i cannot be around pop tarts i cannot have them and for many years i kind of like try to keep my kids off the pop tarts because i'm like do i really just want to chalk my kids full of sugar first thing in the morning and i've kind of you know let that go and they they love some pop tarts you know a couple years ago stephanie i took a lot of flack on this very radio show (laughs) for my love of uh hot pockets so what i'm hearing is that I was they maybe... They make breakfast hot pockets. Exactly. What I'm hearing is I was maybe ahead of the trend. You maybe were. And yeah, I, was, I mean, for us, we're always looking for... I mean, Taylor, you've got kids. You know, we're always looking for something fast. But I also am seeking to do something healthy and, like, get some protein in there. So my kids are big fans of those, like, breakfast corn dogs. It's like a sausage with, like, oh, yeah. a pancake corn dog that's <laughs> yeah, wrapped around yeah. it. It's real sweet. But I'm like, at least it's, like, it. this got to be better than a Pop-Tart, right? Are you Maybe. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you? Do you eat? I mean, you you have your cheese sticks and like your mandarins. A and couple your, of cheese sticks, little light, the the string cheese. Yes. And a couple little halo oranges. That's all I need. Uh, my wife tends to like to eat a big breakfast. She says that it helps uh, measure your intake over the whole day. You know, that way you're not famished when you you finally get to eating you know Mm -hmm. then we've got taylor who has to wait for the flight crews to buck the chow line (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and Hannah was talking about uh, <laughs> other countries. And so this study is not just about the U.S. It's about how breakfast is growing in other countries as well. And she was saying, you know, a lot of people go to other countries and actually, you know, eat more but lose weight because they're moving more. Mm-hmm. And, and also their food's different. But I've noticed, I mean, they're all big breakfast people, at least where I've gone. It's like breakfast is a is a serious thing. And they 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 eat a hearty breakfast. So maybe are we doing it wrong here? I don't know. Yeah, we probably are. And if you look at the <laughs> foods that we eat, I mean, you mentioned what, the, you know, the sausage wrapped in the coating, you know. And I, I have to admit, the other day we went to Sounds one of awesome. our favorite donut places, Elena's, and I got the kolache, whatever it is. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that sweet roll with the with the hot dog inside. Oh, baby. That's good. She lets me do that once in a while. And here I go. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? You need fewer what's, donuts, what's apparently. Going on? Randy's, oh. Randy's chair is doctor. just. Uh, <laughs> we, we have. Have some if we have some malfunctions here um Hannah, just a couple you yeah. know there was an interesting story on cnbc though because you know how you live by your tech and you die by your tech well it could be that way in your portfolio the magnificent seven they're called apple amazon alphabet meta microsoft nvidia and tesla they're pretty much what are the, the people responsible those companies are responsible for the big run-up in the dow anyway it's a big deal so that's great while they're big but will there be a time when they're when they fall i don't know it's all in cycles. I mean, it, they're gonna they're gonna pull back and and uh, you know trim their trim their gains, as they said. Yeah, I get worried about concentration of power, knowledge. You don't worry about it, do you? Not really. Stephanie loves it. I, heard I love the big a- tech. I heard the AI companies are going to start charging more for their services they too. They should. Oh no, that's just another subscription. I'm tired of subscriptions. <laughs> We're going to come back and talk some policy with Taylor Burks, who announced his running for CD3 today. We'll be back. Tell your friends you listen to The Governor of Missouri. (laughs) Welcome back to the air as we're talking with Taylor Burks. Who announced this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri that uh, you're running for CD3. I'm running for CD3. Second run for a congressional office. That's right. Different and bizarre district. I mean, if you think about it, it's really crazy. Yeah, yeah, to go from Midmo to St. Charles County, south down to Jefferson County, uh, it looks like a a glove reaching over, grabbing St. Louis. The good news is, though, that, I mean, ideologically and in terms of where... Republican primary voters want to go, they yeah. all want to go the same place, whether yeah. they're Freedom Caucus people or whether they're, you know, ultra MAGA or more, you know, establishment traditional Republicans, right? We all want to take our country back. We have different ideas on how to do that from the far left who've taken over Washington, D.C. and, and the ideas that we even talk about. Um, but yeah, there's there's different paths to do that. Um, and we talked last segment about how uh, that's that's tearing apart our state Senate and our state legislature. Nikki Haley did a town hall last night on Fox News. This is just a little bit of what she said about Congress. You have to balance a budget every day. I had to balance a budget as governor. Why is Congress the only group that refuses to balance a budget? We'll stop the spending. We'll stop the borrowing. We'll eliminate their pet projects. And I'll veto any spending bill that doesn't take us back to pre-COVID levels. That will save us trillions. You have to... So I don't... I've used uh, the the new uh, entitlement, which is now, I think, considered an entitlement and still developing as to how it will be defined both federally and at the state levels. And that's the child care issue, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone talks about it. It's been a a centerpiece of Governor Parsons' administration. 
And and we joke about, but it's sort of a sick joke, in my opinion, for people who claim to be conservative small government people. But the reality is American voters now expect the government to be to, to be their caregivers and the caregivers to their children and, and so forth. So how big so increasingly in the last few decades, Taylor, we've seen Republicans just do big government maybe a little better than Democrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any chance of reeling big government back in? And, or is that a lost cause at this point? Yeah, and I don't even know that Republicans do big government just well, they say better they than do. Democrats. Right, you know, we, we are almost as bad at these massive budgets. And so I support a balanced budget amendment. I also said and, and have consistently said um, that there can be great ideas, but it may not be the government's responsibility to do it. And more more specifically, it may not be the federal government's responsibility to do that. So where in the Constitution are we tasked with as a federal government with providing for child care for people across the country? If you in the People's Republic of Columbia want your local government to provide child care, you can elect local leaders to your school board. I'm not for that, but you can do that. Mm-hmm. But nowhere in the Constitution are we empowered at the federal level to do those types of things that people like these ideas. Let's go, let's have Congress pass a law and and, and uh, spend these trillions Well, a follow-up on that. I mean, Nikki Haley's gotten a lot of, a lot of grief from, from Trump and others. And I mean, Trump was a... He, he was no real conservative. He was a populist. Let's be honest about it. Three-fourths of his $8 trillion in spending that were added to the debt were, were before COVID, right? We I mean, let's be honest about yeah, it. Yeah, we spent a lot. And he wasn't going to touch Social Security. He wasn't going to touch Medicare. And she's pretty... Over- uh, transparent about the fact that something needs to be done or it's going to be broken before perhaps Trump's vice president finishes their second term. Well, right? I, so where, where do you stand on those third rails? Yeah, no, we, we have to look at you can't be in favor of a balanced budget for the federal government and say that we're never going to look at where we're spending all of this money. You have to. Now, do we protect people who are currently under those programs? Yes. And I think that President Trump uh, is somebody who uh, can lead us in his next term for how we uh, we get our, our country back under control. Taylor, back to the whole DOD thing. I know the uh, the IG with the Department of Defense issued their management challenges, and presumably, if you got elected to uh, Congress, I'm sure you'd be be right in there with the folks in the House Armed Services community. A couple of things that jump out at it. You know, you would think uh, they'd talk about war fighting and all that, adapting to climate change, and recruiting and retaining a diverse workforce. High on the list of management challenges for Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thanks, John. So the infuriating part about this, uh, and I've spoken about it for years, uh, when I was uh, active duty under President Obama, uh, we had the big green fleet. That was the push for the United States Navy to ha- to be uh, to be uh, carbon neutral and powered by green, you know, renewable energy sources. That's not something that makes us safer. That's not anything that that puts American interests first. And the reality is that we are the world's largest producer of oil. Fossil fuels allow us to be safe and secure as a country. And so if we cut our knees off and focus on issues like that, I'm in favor of sustainability. I'm in favor of doing things that protect our environment, but not at the risk of our national security or our economic security. Then we talk about, you know, we had a a memo that was rescinded, but it was uh, awards in the Department of Defense were going to use gender neutral uh, pronouns, gender neutral language. We were doing this in the midst of a failed 
pullout in Afghanistan. And now we're focused or talking about potentially a pullout in other areas of the globe while DOD is sending guidance on DEI and uh, these these. You know, uh, woke leftist policies that don't make us safer. Don't even get me started on DOD policy where we fund service members to go other places and have an abortion. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm firmly pro-life, firmly against these policies, but we are now, Department of Defense is paying service members to abort their children. Like, this is dystopian stuff that this leftist government is doing with the Department of Defense. And the fact that I have a military background, I would be the first member of Congress from Missouri who is a veteran in the last two decades can go to armed services and talk about these things coherently you know blaine uh, senator or excuse me uh, mark senator holly sit on armed services these are competent guys who are talking about these things but when you're in the trenches and know what dod is doing behind the scenes you can have this conversation with general milley or uh admiral franchetti or, or whoever uh is making these policies and say look i know this for a fact i know this is wrong and what are we going to do to make this different in terms, Taylor, we appreciate you uh, you coming in. I know that one of the biggest issues that has generally been bipartisan, and we will see if that continues, has been transportation. Mm-hmm. Sam Graves, who has a big chunk of our listening area just to our north, the Moberly in Mexico, I talked to him several times. He's been instrumental in, in getting a grant um, it, to, to assist with the I-70 project. They've just awarded the contract. The first one will go from Kingdom City to Columbia, and that will be starting relatively soon, next next couple of months. From your perspective, um, just your thoughts on the project, but what are you really focused on? What, what's the key to, to you uh, to that project to, yeah. get, to get it to work? Yeah, so uh, I-70 is obviously a huge uh, a huge project that I'm proud of the governor and the legislature for getting that done. Uh, it's been needed for mid-Missouri. Uh, we need federal voices that know these challenges and can go to Washington, D.C. and advocate for it. Uh, Congressman Graves getting uh, assisting getting that grant for additional funding on I-70, where we have a real lack of support, where we have needs in mid-Missouri especially, is in service roads. And this is not something that gets a whole lot of attention. But in Boone County, to Callaway, uh, these service roads will go a few miles and then they'll stop. Well, if you look at the debacle that was I-70 on Friday evening, the service roads uh, in St. Louis from you know St. Charles, St. Peter's over to Winsville, Warrenton, Warrenton, the service roads were not utilized or accessed because they weren't capable of handling traffic when I-70 had portions shut down. So these grants need to be used for service roads, not just for um, additional growth and development in those areas, but emergency management. You know, you can't get yeah. uh, emergency <laughs> services to different areas of the highway if you've shut it down and you don't have those access roads. Yeah, very interesting. I saw a uh, Missouri State Highway Patrol trooper when I was coming back from St. Louis about a week and a half ago, and he was on the service road in Callaway County on the it would have been on the south side and i was driving back to columbia and he was clearly trying to find i don't know where he was going to but he was clearly trying to get to something on the interstate he literally ran out of real estate mm-hmm. that and happened the, to me i was late to a dentist appointment heading heading east and i got off on a service road because 70 was blocked yeah and i ended up being late because i just ran out it just ended it yep. just stops yeah yeah it's just that's that's very well that's a good point i appreciate it crazy yeah, I, well in boone county specifically like us 40 if you shut that down if the rocheport bridge gets shut down there's no service road for missouri's fourth largest city to accommodate yeah. traffic on it's I-70. a disaster it's a disaster taylor thank you i think best of luck me. to you thanks guys we'll be talking again great you'll be at cold uh at Cole County, Boone, uh, Lincoln Days today, right, tonight. Yep. And then uh, Boone County next 
Thursday the 29th. Absolutely. Correct? Okay. Yep. Sounds good. There, there he is, Taylor Burks. Exactly. New candidate throwing his hat in the ring for CD3. Be back with leftovers after this. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's number one rated morning show. Uh, you might want to fact check that. Welcome back to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Hey, a couple of notes coming up. Uh, mark your calendars for this Thursday and Friday. The 18th Annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. I look forward to that so much because we get to visit the kids. We get to visit the families. We get to hear the stories of how you make a difference, how in the past, and hopefully again this year, you will be making a difference. Um, Club Car Wash, Big O Tires, A1 Containers, Brian Ware Plumbing, Missouri Vein Care all contribute to that effort, and we hope that you will consider that. Maybe a, a few less uh, energy drinks, Hannah, at the Five and Dime store, the Quickie Mart, you know? Maybe you could contribute that, right? That's what I'm asking people to do. Start, yeah. My, start figuring up that, uh, you know, a couple bucks a day, that adds up. My equally as expensive uh, drive through coffee addiction. There you, you know, go. Just it doesn't coffees. take much sacrifice yeah. to help the kids. No, it doesn't. That's right. Well, Tony Lupo has a tall charge next Thursday because he's going to be... Uh, are you going to be the referee again at the uh, Boone County Lincoln Days, Tony? Well, I, I do play the role of referee. You do. <laughs> at our meetings. Now, so, I, I, I so remember... Yes, you, I'm ready to do it. You've used the, uh, you've used the soccer referee motif. Do you have a, something different planned for this year? You know, I... I think we're going to go with the soccer motif again. I ah. think it was pretty effective, so we will uh, stick with that and uh, give people a yellow card and a, and a red card if they go too far. I I may bring a bell just because uh, you know that that seems you to really get people's. I, well, I'm bring, yes, Stephanie, Stephanie will bell. be there. But uh, you know, you said uh, at the Missouri Lincoln Days in Kansas City this week they use that right mm-hmm. this weekend. So tell us a little bit about what to expect there. I imagine we're going to have really a large, large contingent of candidates, huh, Tony? Yes, this being a presidential election year, there's more elections than uh, uh, than ever. You know that this, this is the point in the cycle where we have the most and so we'll have uh, folks like taylor uh, we'll promote him at the uh, lincoln days now that he's announced as a candidate so uh, we'll have andrew bailey speaking jay ashcroft and many others should be good and that's just a little bit before the missouri caucus uh, occurs which um, really will help hone people's perceptions and knowledge of what people believe uh, i think are you know what the candidates believe and where their stances are in the positions because while you know there's there's a pretty large pale of orthodoxy there are different opinions within that pale of conservative orthodoxy in the gop oh absolutely absolutely and yes we did move lincoln days to be before the uh, primary just for that reason we wanted to uh, draw attention to our our process and our and our beliefs and we wanted to get people excited about the the upcoming election cycle what else can people expect uh, that maybe haven't been to a boone county lincoln days well if you haven't been to a boone county lincoln days you're missing out because usually uh we have good food good camaraderie and you'll miss a lot of good uh, speeches from our our uh, our elected officials uh, and candidates. And 
it's in a new spot this year, right? Can you tell us more about the location? Yeah, it's it's at the 44 Stone uh, Convention Hall, and that's at the uh, new Perchy Creek Gaming Center. That's at 5500 Van Horn Tavern Road. So if you're if you uh, need Google to uh, to find it, <laughs> 5500 Van Horn Tavern Road, and they've got a beautiful space there, and uh, we decided to give them a try this year. Tony, uh, off-topic question. Punxsutawney Phil didn't see his shadow, and he <laughs> claims we're going to have an early spring. What's your prediction? Well, spring spring is virtually upon us, uh, uh, not this weekend notwithstanding. I mean, that's a temporary cold shot, but uh, the rest of the month is looking very spring-like. <laughs> well, and Tony, we can't let this little little conversation end before we hash out some uh, beef that you have with randy tobler oh no oh, <laughs> another another beef oh. well well i was listening on the way in and i heard you were going to talk about leftovers and uh, and so i started <laughs> started going into the office and i thought hmm that's strange Maybe I am a leftover. No, that was bad. Now, see, Brandy, Hannah, Hannah, that. Hannah has me programmed for these various segments, and so I end up playing traffic cop a lot, and it's just like, it's a, it's a muscle memory thing. You're anything but a leftover. And in fact, I wanted to ask you about, I didn't want to call, I knew you were going to be coming on talking about this, but last week I saw a story, didn't want to bug you too much, because you're a busy guy. Uh, solving all the meteorological problems, managing the Midmo weather page on, now, on Facebook. Now, now he's sucking up, no, no, no. Tony. I saw that. I mentioned to the team, but we didn't talk about it. <laughs> I saw stories that there are now uh, actually ongoing pilots, pilot projects, uh, spraying various things into the atmosphere. Uh, crystals ice crystals uh aluminum crystals i even saw one story they're talking about dropping tums into the ocean you know the the equivalent of tums to somehow change the chemistry of the ocean and therefore affect thereby affect the, the climate true or false well there are plans to do these things and i think they're misguided because the climate is a very complicated system and i think we're messing with things that we don't completely understand and it's scaring mm. it's a very scary prospect i think the ideas are to try to emulate for example a volcanic eruption which puts a lot of mm -hmm. dust into the atmosphere and would cool the climate and i think that's some of the genesis behind that uh, quite frankly a lot of the people proposing this stuff really don't understand what they're doing scares me i think about what that could do if in an un you know in an unplanned or well i guess an un um thought out experiment like that what would that do to potentially to agriculture if suddenly you block out significant amounts of sunlight you know it, it just seems frightening like you say could be catastrophic maybe it is and at that point you're you're kind of picking winners and losers if you will because if if these things succeed uh, places that are agriculturally proficient now will not be and yeah. other places will be and yeah. uh, will that be a net gain or loss for humanity that's unknown yeah it's really frightening well know that you are an entree on this show not a leftover you're a main entree <laughs>
And we always enjoy. He's the dessert today. We enjoy partaking of you. All right. Thank you very, very much, Tony. (laughs) You all have a great day. All right. And if you guys want a ticket to the Boone County Lincoln Days next Thursday, you have to be in the mix by this Thursday. Okay? Make sure you get online on the Facebook page for the Boone County Republicans. Thanks for being here this morning. Have a great day. See you later. Bye.